discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. I've once heard it said, no one becomes popular by telling people the truth. But every once in a while in human history, brave members of society shun their social acceptance in exchange for doing the right thing telling people the truth, whether or not they wanted to hear it. And this is especially true of tonight's special guest, as it were. That's right, today on The Daily Ruckus, I present to you this week's Open Mic Night, featuring a man very dear to my heart, who sadly is no longer with us. But if he was, today, May 6th, would have been his birthday. The man's name was Milton William Cooper, or Bill, to his friends and listeners. Happy birthday, Bill, and may you rest in peace. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Milton William Cooper was born on May 6, 1943, to United States Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Milton Vance Cooper and his wife Dovey Nell Cooper. As a young man, Cooper served in the United States Navy, the United States Air Force, and Naval Intelligence until his discharge in 1975. He then attended a junior college in California and worked for several technical and vocational schools before entering the world of quote-unquote conspiracy theories beginning in 1988. From 1992 until November 2001, he broadcast his radio show, The Hour of the Time, via satellite hookups and shortwave frequencies from a studio in his house atop a hill in the small White Mountains town of Eager, Arizona. 15 miles from the New Mexico border. It was just outside this same house on November 5th, 2001, where Cooper was shot and killed when Apache County Sheriff's deputies attempted to arrest him on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and endangerment stemming from disputes with local residents. According to the official story, after an exchange of gunfire during which Cooper supposedly shot one of the deputies in the head. Cooper was fatally shot. And all of that is a story for another day. In 1991, Cooper produced and published his book, Behold a Pale Horse, 
arguably one of the most important and controversial works put to paper since the Bible. It is from that magnus opus that I choose to read to you the introduction as written by the author. And I will try my hardest to read this at a pace and cadence that would be as William Cooper-esque as possible. There have been many related sequential coincidences all throughout my life. Incidents that by themselves would have led nowhere. Statistically, the odds against the same or a related sequence of events happening to one individual are astronomically high. It is this series of incidents that have convinced me that God has had a hand in my life. I do not believe in fate. I do not believe in accidents. I cannot and will not accept the theory that long sequences of unrelated accidents determine world events. It is inconceivable that those with power and wealth would not band together with a common bond, a common interest, and a long-range plan to decide and direct the future of the world. For those with the resources, to do otherwise would be totally irresponsible. I know that I would be the first to organize a conspiracy to control the outcome of the future if I were such a person and a conspiracy did not yet exist. I would do it in an attempt to ensure the survival of the principles in which I believe, the survival of my family, my survival, and the survival of the human race, if for no other reason. I believe, therefore, that a grand game of chess is being played on a level that we can barely imagine, and we are the pawns. Pawns are valuable only under certain circumstances, and are frequently sacrificed to gain an advantage. Anyone who has studied military strategy is familiar with the concept of sacrifice. Those who have seriously studied history have probably discovered the real reason we go to war on a regularly scheduled basis. Before reading this book, I advise you to play at least two complete games of chess. You must learn the rules they play by. You must realize objectively that some pieces are more valuable than others, and that the king is the most valuable of all. You cannot learn reality if you get caught up in the fantasy that life's not fair. You must come to know that the ultimate outcome of the game is the only thing that counts. You were lied to when you were told that it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Winning in the world of the elite is everything. Indeed, it is the only thing. The power elite intend to win. My research has shown, at this point, that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. I base that statement not on defeatism, but on the apathy of the majority of the American people. 25 years ago, I would have believed otherwise. But 25 years ago, I was also sound asleep. We have been taught lies. Reality is not at all what we perceive it to be. We cannot survive any longer by hanging on to the falsehoods of the past. Reality must be discerned at all costs if we are to be a part of the future. Truth must prevail in all instances. 
no matter who it hurts or helps, if we are to continue to live upon this earth. At this point, what we want may no longer matter. It is what we must do to ensure our survival that counts. The old way is in the certain process of destruction, and a new world order is beating down the door. To cling to the past is guaranteed suicide. To remain apathetic is assured enslavement. To learn the truth and then act upon it is the only means of survival at this moment. To shrug off the information contained in this book and to disregard its warning will result in the complete destruction of the Republic of the United States of America. You will never get a second warning or a second chance. Like it or not, this is it. Stark reality. You can no longer turn your head, ignore it, pretend it's not true, say, it can't happen to me, run or hide. The wolf is at the door. I fear for the little ones, the innocents, who are already paying for our mistakes. There exists a great army of occupationally orphaned children. They are attending government-controlled daycare centers, and latchkey kids who are running wild in the streets, and the lopsided, emotionally wounded children of single welfare mothers, born only for the sake of more money in the monthly check. Open your eyes and look at them, for they are the future. In them I see the sure and certain destruction of this once proud nation. In their vacant eyes I see the death of freedom. They carry with them a great emptiness, and someone will surely pay a great price for their suffering. If we do not act in concert with each other and ensure that the future becomes what we need it to be, then we will surely deserve whatever fate awaits us. I believe with all my heart that God put me in places and in positions throughout my life so that I would be able to deliver this warning to his people. I pray that I have been worthy and that I have done my job. This is my creed. I believe first in God, the same God in which my ancestors believed. I believe in Jesus Christ and that he is my Savior. Second, I believe in the Constitution of the Republic of the United States of America, without interpretation, as it was written and meant to work. I have given my sacred oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I intend to fulfill that oath. Third, I believe in the family unit, and in particular, my family unit. I have sworn that I will give my life if it is required, in defense of God, the Constitution, or my family. Fourth, I believe that any man without principles that he is ready and willing to die for at any given moment is already dead and is of no use or consequence whatsoever. William Cooper, August 3rd, 1990 now, folks, if you have never read the book, Behold a Pale Horse, first of all, shame on you. Just kidding. Second of all, I will include a link in today's show notes where you can get yourself a free downloadable PDF copy. Cool. And that's really it for today, folks. Just a quickie in honor of Bill's birthday. But I assure you, this is not the last time you will hear about or from Bill Cooper on The Daily Ruckus. Again, may you rest in peace, Bill. And may I be even half as unpopular as you were. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Thursday, May 6, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.